All right, welcome to Learn It from a Layman. Uh, I'm Carl Christensen. I'm back with uh, Cameron Christensen, and uh, somehow, uh, again, uh, Tim um, found his way back despite. I, uh, I had a witty response prepared at some point, but I forgot it. So you just have to take my word that it was witty and a retort. <laughs> I probably should do some explaining to our mini listeners that uh, no, I, don't I act... want them to feel for me. I want them to <laughs> suffer like, you know, pain. Yeah, uh, they probably just think that I hate you. So maybe we should just leave it at that and continue. <laughs> That's right. It probably helps them feel better about like the people who hate them and their lives, you know. <laughs> Not that. Anyway, what okay. a really dark. Rim. Yeah, that's a really bad start, Tim. I don't know. Oh, yes. That's, and uh, and we're now going to move on to things that are not hate-filled. And, uh, and we're, today we're going to discuss financial tips and tricks. So we're going to be right. talking about ways to um, essentially help out uh, your, your finances, be you rich or uh, a pauper. Um, we're going to talk about different ways that you can um, make your uh, dollar uh go a long ways so um hey, fun fact about popper did you know that it is the from the same word as poor they were just borrowed into english at different times in three different means so do you remember why you weren't on the last do you remember why you weren't on the last podcast that explains why you guys keep not returning my phone calls <laughs> Um, uh, wow. Uh, I've actually found the best way <laughs> uh, to make my dollar go the farthest is by making it in a paper airplane and throwing it off a bridge. So, so that is Cameron's tip for the day. Uh, Cameron, that's weak sauce. I put mine in an envelope with extra postage and send it to China. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, I just tape it onto a, a space shuttle. Except we don't have any space shuttles anymore, so it wouldn't go anywhere. Um, I think I know a guy that can get it on a rocket NASA. to send it to space. Yeah, <laughs> true. That. Just lost a NASA sponsorship. <laughs> Dang it! Well, we have lost too many sponsors to count at this point. So it's um, all right. They don't have funding to sponsor anyway. So. They don't have funding to sponsor us because we are we only we're high rollers. Um, and that is how we will start our financial tips and tricks. So we're going to start with. Um, uh, so my financial tips and tricks, and then we can go to uh, Tim and Cameron for any other uh, ones that they've got, and we can discuss these as we go. So I think the most important thing that I've learned, finances-wise, is that you need to write out your money situation. Um, because keeping a nebulous picture of money in your head is problematic. Um, and so I have a budget, I have an Excel sheet, where I've got all of my monthly expenses, um, and the averages I spend on all the different areas. And while it's not like a traditional budget where I don't like hold myself to this amount I spend, I know exactly how much I do average spend every month. Um, and so that tells me exactly what's available. Um, and so that's been really helpful for me in figuring out where to cut costs and stuff like that. So, um, that was uh, an important step in my uh, financial freedom. Tim, Cameron, you done anything like that? Uh, I actually do have an Excel sheet. Well, I should actually say my wife has an Excel sheet. I used to just keep everything just running balance in my head till I got married. All right. Um, it worked really well until I got married. That's <laughs> <laughs> life. Right. Things got complex. Yeah. And then apparently trying to keep two people's incomes in my head and how much they spend on random things became harder. That is true. Tim? So, well, so um, I, I have written stuff down on paper, like calculated my monthly expenses and stuff. I don't actually keep a running, you know, balance or anything. Um, That's why you don't teach financial literacy, Tim. That's right. I'm just like, hey, if I need it, I buy it. And because <laughs> I make it rain as a teacher, no That's problem. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, yeah. I, I actually do have kind of, <laughs> so I, I probably, a lot of people couldn't get away with that. 
Um, I can because my wife and I are legendary tightwads. That's true. And so, um, so it, you know, <clears throat> I don't have to. Like, we just don't buy a lot. And um, there's so if you want my my guiding principles, here are a couple. One is uh, avoid um, monthly like uh, fixed fees. If if there is something that's going to charge you monthly, um, try to stay away from it. So this requires a bit of sacrifice. So for example, we don't do anything. Um, we don't do like Netflix or or any streaming services. Um, I'm going to chime in on the Netflix one because you're losing us a lot of sponsors. Uh, and additionally, I was, to, <laughs> I was about to say, is that because you mooch off the family? <laughs> no, but OK, I'm going to cut in on the Netflix one because there are like 100 million subscribers. And so it'd be useful for those of you and me that do kind of subscribe or subscribe to Netflix to be aware that there are different plans. Uh, and there are cheaper plans and more expensive plans, and uh, there are plans of questionable legality. Um, and I don't mean just straight up mooching. So, um, <laughs> because while that's certainly a thing, what we decided to do in order to give Netflix some money, because we're going to be watching it, but also not spend as much as we otherwise would, uh, is we got a family member that watches net that had a Netflix account and had the two screens two streaming screens um, account and we said hey can we jump on and make that four streaming streaming uh, four streams and uh, the price for netflix only goes up like three bucks a month for that and so uh, they were paying twelve dollars a month we jumped in made it 15 and we and then we took half the cost um and so it was cheaper for them and cheaper for us and uh i don't entirely know if netflix is happy with that but uh, my general, uh, I've read articles about what Netflix have said about these things in the past, and they said um, that people that are, are, you know, that that do these types of sharing things usually end up being their own customers, which we might in the end um, with their own accounts. So they they essentially take a very much uh, laissez laissez whatever hands off. Yeah, <laughs> I'll get you there. We'll get you there. You know, that's German for you know free market. <laughs> I'm a layman, all right. <laughs> so, uh, uh, anyway, so you can continue your your spiel now. So, so, and just the thing to keep out for that is, you know, what if you start tacking on? Okay, well, Netflix is only eight bucks a month or whatever, and and you know, well, if I upgrade my internet, it's only you know ten bucks a month morning. That just all starts to add up, and um, pretty soon, you know, you a couple of years down the road, you're thousands of dollars less than you would have had otherwise and you know imagine what that money in that cushion could be doing for you um another way of so another it's not a, a fixed expense in that it's a an exact monthly amount but i find a lot of people um spend a lot of money on kind of things that don't confer value to their life um so for example they got a got a but buddy i like who, eating food <laughs> that's right <laughs> so and and there's the response right so we just have to ask yourself what do we value do i value having you know like i got a buddy for example he loves his mountain dew gotta have his mountain dew every day and um you know what if that's what you value then then great you just go and spend the money on it but uh for me having you know, extra financial security and extra flexibility and so forth is worth foregoing that kind of thing, especially since I know that, you know, for example, uh, sugary drinks are real bad for your health. Um, so a lot of just if you if you can kind of live a more Spartan life, you can save a lot of money and uh, and find yourself that even with uh, it, for example, my family, you know, single income <laughs> teacher education. We got three kids and, you know, we're we're certainly not uh, making it rain, even in spite of what I said earlier, but we're getting along just fine. <laughs> you know, we just you, you you don't shell out for those extra expenses. You just, you know, we buy food and and our basic needs. And we have Internet service, but it's kind of the rock bottom and cell phone, but kind of the rock bottom. And, and we make it get by. Um, so anyways. 
last thing I'll say is the stuff that you do buy, go low end. Um, you know, got a lot of friends who like to eat out and they'll eat out all the time. <clears throat> but uh, shoot, um, you can last night I made dinner and it was just brown rice and some canned chicken and broccoli from the garden and a bit of cheese on top and some cream of chicken, you know, so it kind of, I guess this is the rock bottom financial philosophy, <laughs> but I, I find a lot of satisfaction in it because I'm, you know, not only am I um, being efficient with my money, which for me is something I actually enjoy, but I'm also, you know, that um, consuming less, which is better for the environment as and per better our for your waistline. Yeah, yeah, better for your waistline. It's um, so it, it's kind of um, we get sucked is especially in Western culture, I think, into this kind of, you know, this <clears throat> all of this stuff is sold to us as as means of pleasure and happiness. And of course, we have to purchase it all. But if we can kind of tune that out, we find a simpler life and uh, and we save money. So there you go. There's my rock bottom, you know philosophy of the finance and, and I got this, <laughs> this is the popper <laughs> end of the spectrum uh, so. I, I got two questions for you tim are, are you here. doing broccoli sprouts with those to go back to the previous podcast yeah <laughs> that's right <laughs> and yes and i've not managed to get myself dysentery yet <laughs> very good and and i'm happy to hear uh this guy's, i guess it's more of a statement that you're not still rocking the aol cd <laughs> it's uh you know alas all things you know dust in the wind <laughs> right um okay well tim uh, certainly gave us some philosophical and um miserly advice uh, so now we can do it from uh, a, uh, we can move on to happier ideas and topics other than um, don't spend money, which I guess this whole topic is about kind of not spending money, but. Um, or is it a spending money wisely? wisely? Yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so back to, so when I wrote out my budget, what I came down to uh, figure out is I started looking at some of my monthly expenses, the, the must month, month, monthly expenses like car insurance and uh, and utilities and stuff like that. And I started um, figuring out that some of these things needed to be cut. And so I, I looked hard at my car insurance and I thought, you know, $120 a month is unreasonable for how much I drive and my, the state of my cars and what I really expect of insurance. And the so state went, of your cars is California, which is, you know, you expensive. just talked to me, Tim. Now that everyone knows where I live. Oh, um, Get awkward. <laughs> uh, right. Yes. I'll okay, find so. you in California. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So uh, anyway, uh, so I slashed my car insurance uh, in half Bill, um, um, by going for a pay per mile service. Um, ah. Yeah, and so that is, uh, I highly recommend uh, looking into your car insurance. I'm not Geico, though if they sponsored us, I would take their money. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, Carl, for 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. So I've heard, though if it's someone other than Geico, I'm cutting that out of the uh, of our podcast so we can get another sponsorship <laughs> instead. Fair enough. Well, I'll just make it blank. Hey, Carl, did you know that you could save... By switching to <laughs> right now. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Any any uh, businesses that are listening, we you've got your spots to fill in now. <laughs> I am really enjoying my right now while I in my <laughs> complimentary. Oh my gosh! I'm just gonna put, I'm gonna put beeps in so it sounds like you're just constantly <laughs> cursing. <laughs> That's how I. That's how I, you know, express my rage at living this miserable lifestyle. <laughs> okay, good. I can't do anything. <laughs> I hate this. Um, okay, so there was also a um, SNL skit. I think it was an SNL skit a number of years ago where the uh, everyone the whole... should take their life advice from SNL. I think so. <laughs> or cowbell. 
<laughs> not the cowbell one, but where the whole uh, the whole idea was it was this couple trying to figure out a budget and uh, their financial advisor or something like that. Uh, I'm probably slaughtering this, but the only thing he said to them is spend less than you earn. <laughs> he sent it again and again and they couldn't understand and they kept on um, trying to talk around it. Uh, but because uh, it was blowing their mind, spend less than you earn. But uh, but yeah, I mean the upshot is yeah, that's how you got to do it. So find the utility. So internet is one that Tim talked about. Um, instead of uh, going uh, rock bottom internet service, like if you like m like me need internet access is very reliable and pretty fast because I work from home. Um, you uh, just need to shop around. Like there are different services. Um, I went from paying I don't remember how much forty five or fifty dollars a month for. Uh, something like 500 megabytes up and 100 megabytes down. I, I could be wrong. Anyway, to now a gig, uh, a gig up and a gig down for $40 a month. Um, and so you shop around, you find the good deals, and you sign up because um, that's what the market is good for. That That Wait, is the, the practice of free market. But I do have to interject something here. Um, in the place I live, there's literally only three service providers, so they can gouge the heck out of you. Yeah, that's probably true. You do, uh, <laughs> it does help having more options, which is, once again, why the market is nice and government regulation sometimes causes problems. Yes. <laughs> free market. Wait, Carl, We're big in the free market. <laughs> you're, you're telling me that I can save dollars a month if I just switch to it. <laughs> Uh, yes, Tim. That is, I'm, I, I switched to, and I, now I'm. And we're all very a, happy with. That's a, that is a good deal. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, all right. So uh, Tim touched on a couple of these other ideas that I've got. So buy a store brand. Um, so if you're buying name brand stuff, there are some cases where it probably makes sense. But it, uh Often store brand is uh, not much worse, and so um, if it's not something that you're highly invested in, don't invest highly in it. Um, so uh, oh, buy. Oh, new tip. New tip. K K filler. Right. This morning we were eating breakfast. I just grabbed some oats and made oatmeal for probably like you know ten cents. And it's not that we don't have you know good cereal too, but you know. So mix in some beans with your dinner, some oats, some rice and all that, you know, just you can buy stuff that's super cheap. It's good for you. And then it's not like you're not eating other stuff, but just, you know, fill it. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. Fill it. So eating uh, complex starches and is what we should be doing. <laughs> sure. That's what those are. The, Okay, so Cameron actually does bring up a point I've been thinking about. So, and but so does Tim. So there's two alternate, uh, you know, poles on you here. Is one if we're talking about food uh, money, is one you want to eat uh, either healthy or you know there is a lifestyle food wise that you kind of want to maintain or or that is worth investing in. Uh, but there's also the side where Tim's got where some of these things, if they're whole grains like rice or um, you know that those you can do some um, some things to save money while investing a lot of money into fruits and vegetables that aren't the cheapest thing out there, but are, are good for your uh, you know good for you that are worth spending money on. So um, and it, it's helpful I'm, if they're not hipster. For I'm example, just, rice <laughs> over quinoa. Rice over quinoa. Uh, yes. I, I'm just going to say a lot of people got angry at Taco Bell for having filler in their meat. <laughs> <laughs> Sawdust. Just, just mix some sawdust into your <laughs> stew. Ta All right, Taco Bell is no longer a sponsor either. Come I, on, guys. I, I really like Taco Bell. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> but you know, now that I no longer eat go. at Taco Bell, I get great tacos at <laughs> Jack in the Box. Okay. <laughs> Jack in the Box. <laughs> um, okay, so but that that uh, theme that Tim hit on is one that I had on my list of kick expensive habits and or adopt oh. inexpensive habits, and so whether or not that is mixing in garbage to your into your food, as Tim suggested, um, or uh, just you know <laughs> finding ways to to 
use things in, in different um, and, uh, you know, uh, innovative ways. So, you know, we, my old jeans, when I get wear through them, uh, my wife uh, saves them up and then main, makes jean uh, blankets or jean bags um, that we then use, uh, you know, my kids take this jean bag to the library and fill it with books when we go to the library, you know, stuff like that. So, um Ways that you can essentially kick uh, expensive habits um, or and reuse stuff um, instead of just uh, going out and spending when you don't necessarily have to. So, um, I think this would be a good time for speaking of kicking expensive habits to bring up uh, the suggestion to all our American listeners out there to buy a bidet. <laughs> They're real nice. Is that uh, it's, that? It's it's proven you it. Any bidet company you look at, they will say that you will save the amount of money that you invested in toilet paper. I, I thousands of dollars, thousands, literally thousands. This is going to get us the, the bidet uh, sponsorship as well, um, which is great because <laughs> I, now we can have seaweed and bidets. <laughs> the seaweed from our uh, podcast two weeks ago. So go back and listen, audience, if you missed that one. Uh, solving world problems with seaweed, and then now bidets, which these those markets are huge, you know. So we've really got to tap into that. That's right. You know yeah. the bidet market; it's it's going to boom. It's going to boom um, here in the U.S. It really is. So there's right. another thing that we can talk on is looking at good investments. Um, you can really, you know, look out for your future self by making good, solid investments while you're younger. Is a great way to save money, basically in the long term, by spending a little money. That is true. Well, investment is certainly something that we we need to spend time talking about so we can either do that now or we can circle back but let, actually you know what let's before we get to investment um i wanted to um talk a little bit about um the uh research so essentially this will go into investment as well but research into purchases um often uh, when we do spur of the moment purchases um we have buyer's remorse and we spend more than we need to um so if you can curb you that, talk about like shopping hungry and that kind of thing. Right. Never, yeah, what? I've never felt bad about spending twelve dollars on my gummy bears. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. You stick with those gummy bears. <laughs> you um, realize that with just three bags of gummy bears saved up, you could buy a bidet. <laughs> Oh, by the way, I was going to mention bidets, Tim, by the way. This is not on topic, but regardless, uh, I don't know if you can recommend bidets because you live in Arizona and um, if everyone bought a bidet, your water usage would go up significantly and you don't, guys don't have a lot of water. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it just uh, we'll have to have another podcast on water reclamation. Well, what you do is you get a high-efficiency toilet. That would help. Offset and a bidet. bidet. Yeah. There you go. Okay. There Some you go. Solutions. Cameron's coming in with a solution. All right. Oh, um, and and wait, let me put in a quick dig on California. Arizona's got a way better water setup than California because we invested in our underground aquifers back in the 1970s. Booyah. Look at all tap out and they I was going to say you you will run out of water and we can start desalinizing whenever we want all right so uh we are much closer to a large body of water thank you very much but yeah, we'll just reclaim our bidet water and break <laughs> half uh, that's a the poop water is actually a, another podcast we'll be touching on later <laughs> yes yeah, um, i'm so okay. listening <laughs> um, okay, so I learned a new way to save money. This is a small one, but uh, becoming more and more important. And so we got all these uh, electronic devices that you've purchased and go out of um, use, and uh, unfortunately, far too quickly. Often, unless you live Tim's lifestyle, where you continue using your uh, Windows NT um, computer uh, until you are. Um, literally it becomes impossible to use it anymore right tim we lost him well that's what happens when you use windows NT. <laughs> this, this is <laughs> decent point okay so we're going to continue uh, as tim now seems to have dropped off um but yeah i just recently learned about a way to recycle these electronics so there are so amazon um 
offers um, uh, buyback programs for used electronics. So if you've got an old Kindle laying around uh, or you've got other old tablets, old phones, um, they do other things as well, though I'd have to look into the program a little bit more. Um, and they will uh, give you money back and let you ship them to them for free. Um, Obviously, depending on the, the condition of it and uh, how outdated it is, is how much money. And we're not talking huge amounts. Uh, I've got a first generation Kindle here. They've offered me $5 for it. Um, so uh, it's not, go. yeah, it's better than throwing it away. Um, um, I would also mention a lot of cell phone companies, they'll usually do a buyback for your phones because the um, there's some special metal in it i can't remember what it is oh, that right. it's rare earth metal um often used in a lot of electronics that's why they like to buy them back not only we're we helping the environment but we're um kind of not abusing the earth more i mean it kind of goes all, all, all over there we're, we're being yeah. better by doing this yeah for sure Okay, so yeah, so what recycle electronics, way to make some money uh, back and also uh, help the environment, you're right. Um, uh, this one kind of goes without saying. Anyone looking to save money knows this one, but uh, use coupons uh, specifically, and this is something that uh, I think a lot of people are not pulling to full use yet, though it's becoming more well known. Um, lots of large stores, uh, companies, fast food places out there have their own app. And that's where you get kind of very specific uh, coupons. Um, and uh, they're incredibly handy, obviously, right on your smartphone. While you're in the store, you can look up the coupon and use it. So um, I did that today, actually, at Burger King. Um, and I... Tim's back. What? So is you using an old Windows again? I, I just wanted to throw in another plug on ways you can save money and that's by never charging your cell phone uh yeah Tim, good good example of how a way to save a nickel you, you know um just because you drop a call in the middle of a podcast that's a small <laughs> price to pay for the peace of mind of knowing that i can buy some okay we're gonna candy. continue well, Tim, yeah. Once again, Tim, you're dangerously close to going to another sister's wedding, if you know what I mean, next podcast. <laughs> um, okay, so I was in the middle of talking about using coupons and how they're available on your smartphone, and they, then Ooh. they send you kind of um, more targeted coupons in some cases, and also just that is the easiest way to make sure they're available with, because if you get a paper coupon these days it's so easy to use uh, to leave them at home when you want to use them and then you don't have access to them and uh, it's they do you no good however if they're on your smartphone they're always in your pocket and so I literally used one today at Burger King and got a meal for me and all of my family which by the way is a lot um, I have five children and my, my wife actually um, did not partake but um, we got a meal for all of us for $11 so oh. yeah boom um anyway okay continuing along the line of uh ways oh, to can i can i add to yes, that please go ahead if you do frequent there's certain restaurants that if you frequent um a lot also will give you uh, money back for going there so if you do have an eating out habit to a frequent restaurant you can earn a little more money back by going to those places like um i like to eat at a a Mexican restaurant here in Utah frequently, and I have actually fifty free dollars worth of food there anytime I want. So shoot, nice. dang! All right, it's a lot yeah. of burritos. So that that goes along with yeah. I mean, so the uh, punch cards, things like that. Like so, um, we go to a frozen yogurt place a lot. Or uh, my wife and I do. So we have the punch card, and we get a free one frequently. Let's say that. So. Um, don't uh, don't look those gift uh, horses in the mouth. For for those of you who ascribe to my philosophy, you can get free yogurt by just leaving your milk in the fridge for too long. Okay. <laughs> uh, or buy an Instapot. <laughs> you can now make yogurt. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds like my cup of yogurt. 
<laughs> okay, good. We're back to that. Um, though that once again goes to this idea of um, this idea of coupons and things. It goes to if you have the ability to say um, not run a credit card balance or at least have that in very much in control. Spending money with your credit card is a smart way to earn. And I think everyone knows this, right? So ever to make uh, to make money, um, but use it to the best of. Uh, you have to know the, the the ways that you can maximize that, right? So uh, different credit cards give you different percentages on different things. Now I don't recommend going out and opening you know ten credit card accounts, but get <laughs> two two of the best ones or something like that, and then know how to use them and use them judiciously. Um, so for example, I use Discover and Visa. Uh, Discover, uh, I know when to use. It has 5% cash back in certain months uh, and 1% at all other times. And so in the 5% months, I use Discover in that those categories where they offer it. Um, and then my Visa card is through Costco and they offer 4% cash back on, on gas year round, um, which is an awesome deal. So, uh, but once again, if you're, uh, you have to be aware of how to use it and also spending money on credit cards is great unless you are then turning around and not paying it back off uh, because then the money that you are getting back as a cashback bonus is completely offset by the interest that you have to pay on it. So, so, so you have to be kind of careful and savvy treating your credit card kind of like a like a rotating debit card, right? You, yeah, exactly. I'm going to put my gas, my groceries, and these expenses on it, and then I'm I'm paying paying it off every month. Right, if possible. And obviously, there are a lot of people out there with credit card debt, and so if that is your situation, I would recommend not not spending using your credit card on things that you don't have to uh, because then you you once again you control your spending in that way because um, if you're putting it on your credit card it's easy to worry about it later and, and then you have to accrue, uh, accrue that interest Cameron uh, you have something to say yeah yeah I was gonna say um, uh, another thing you can do um, uh, most banks will allow you to create a secure credit card which is if you have some extra cash maybe from tax refunds or something like that you can actually make a credit card that has a limit that you've already basically paid on but you can use that card and mm. it, you can pay it off you'll uh, build your credit and on the bright side if you you always you basically have already always had it paid off because you gave the bank that much money to start with so nice. you don't have to worry as much about um, going into debt that way right I didn't know that was the yeah. thing that's a better way of establishing credit than the method I used, which was there was this really nice fellow named Vito who um, <laughs> told me that I could. Anyways, it, it's yeah. a long story. But. I'm sure it is. I'm sure Vito maybe showed up to your door and said he'll break your legs. <laughs> well, it was it was his associate who I didn't catch his name. I don't remember much about him because all I saw was anyways. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. <laughs> um. Okay, and then this one also kind of goes uh, beyond the financial um, pinching pennies to um, just a different way of, of viewing it. If you are doing your best to rein in your spending and you are doing your best to uh, you know maintain a life, lifestyle that that you you know need to have while you know uh, being very cognizant of what the word need means to so some to different people different lifestyles are, are essentially necessary to be happy um and you're still going into debt you've got to change something and so you i could recommend looking for a different job if uh if your job i mean you literally work to make money and if you're not making enough money uh you know you've got to you've got to reconsider what you're doing um to make money so um, if you are trying to do the best to save money and it's not working out, um, start putting feelers out there. I don't mean drop your job and, and go, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, some get rich quick scheme, but do, uh, do start putting feelers out there, get an idea of maybe you need another, uh, another degree. Maybe you, you literally just haven't looked at the job market recently and a person with your skill set can make more money. Um, you know, take that into consideration as well, because uh, that's the um, the other way to fix this is instead of uh, spending less, earn more. And and this goes back to what I, I think Cameron was mentioning this earlier, but about investing in yourself. Um, 
yeah, I can spend a lot of time, you know, trying to kind of save, you know, pinch pennies and stuff. Um, if, if I'm maybe spending at least as much time going out there and learning a new skill or, or maybe doing a bit of research on, on what the market demands, where are the good paying jobs, and then preparing myself to get one of those, I may not be able to get a good job in one of those fields this year or even next. But if I'm start getting some training on it, maybe go back to school um, or maybe start contacting people in those fields and kind of looking to see what preparation I need. Yeah, you can lay the groundwork for two years, three years from now. Yeah, getting a, a much better financial setup. All right. Yeah. So invest in yourself. And we're going to move on to investing all, all next thing after this. So, um, Oh, so, let me put a plug in for there's there's sites that will tell you like researchers like glassdoor.com. It gives, you know, salary information and things right. like that. So you can research it and find out what's out there and what what's going to work for you. Yeah, and the, that's the idea there is, is essentially, you know, when you're doing your shopping around to buy things, uh, consider this a way of shopping around to sell yourself. <laughs> so if you have just taken the one job available to you instead of finding the best job uh, and making essentially your employer's bid on you, then um, then you've possibly left some money on the table. So uh, find the best thing that works um, works for you as far as giving you the amount of money that you need to maintain the lifestyle um, while still being, you know, uh, trying to be uh, conscientious, about, uh, conscientious about the amount of money that you spend. So, you know, the, the nice thing about going into education is you just don't have to worry about trying to sell yourself or, or you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. You just sell yourself for a tiny amount of money, Tim. <laughs> that, that's right. <laughs> uh, to the only person that would take you. <laughs> uh, that's once again going back to the government regulation. But... Uh, I digress. That's another podcast. <laughs> um, but one other, so one other thing before we're talking about uh, financial investment is um, uh, big purchases and, and or frequent purchases. So if you have re reoccurring uh, expenses, uh, so we all buy toilet paper frequently, unless you have a bidet, as I already mentioned. Um, <laughs> There are ways to save money on those types of things, right? So Amazon uh, subscribe and save, for example, right? If you're not familiar with that, that's somewhere you can get on. And if you mm -hmm. uh, subscribe to uh, like five items a month, um, uh, so it, and those are just huge, just thousands of different items, including toilet paper. Um, it takes five per, up to, honestly, if it's five items, it's down to, I think it's 15% off of the, of the, of the price. Um, and so we, uh, we've got little ones still, so we have diapers, and diapers are pretty cheap on Amazon anyway. And then you take, I, I think on diapers, it's actually 20% off. Um, and so they become literally the cheapest thing out there because we're planning ahead. We're looking at um, our, our frequent purchases and figuring out the best way to save money on those things. So subscribe and save, or you can save money on buying you know toothpaste and toilet paper and diapers and whatever. Um, uh, Costco membership, obviously, once again, frequent uh, purchases, big purchases. If you have a larger family, save money on that. Um, but and then your big purchases, right? Your your uh, your car, your obviously your home, um, uh, bed, furniture, whatever it is. Um, those are the things you got to shop around. You got to do your research because first of all, you don't want to do this on a whim because maybe you don't have as much money set aside for that as you thought you did. Um, maybe you thought you had more, um, uh, anyway, but more, more, more resources available, but you don't. So first of all, do your research cause that'll give you time to consider. And then also it'll uh, give you the ability to shop around and, and save money, uh, on, on what you're going to be paying, f uh, for this big purchase. So for example, um, we're redoing the flooring in my home here next week. And so we've been shopping around this, um, getting different quotes, different bids on flooring. And they ranged from as much as over $15,000 to the one that we just uh, got the quote from, or it was a little bit more than 8,000. So literally saving $8,000 on the same product. Um, so shop it around and you'll find that you can often find a uh, good deal. So once again, the free market, and that's um, with mortgages for, I did the same thing, go around, get some different bids, make them come to you with the best offer that they've got and you can save big. And, and just to 
add to that lower, you know, uh, recognize the fact that the market is out there is encouraging you to probably go for more than you probably need, you know, with a car, with a house, um, in every producer and every seller out there has no reason to encourage you to be moderate. Um, yeah. but so if you recognize that that messaging is out there and it's probably going to color your thoughts, you can pull back a bit and say, Oh, wait, do I really need all of these features and all of this? Does it really need to be new? Um, does it really have to have, uh, you know, this color or this paint job or, or this many rooms or this much square, but you know, if you moderate your, your tastes a bit, you can live happily um, with with less than everyone out there is telling you you need to have, and you spend a lot less. That is true. So that is a good point. Um, can I we- can definitely. I, I was going to say. Um, I think we still also have to be careful. Um, just because Jim's flooring may have given you the best price, you might. You also want to make sure that a reputable person. That is true, and so that's where research comes in as well. And in this case, specifically, um, I we got a referral from a friend for this company, uh, and they did their floors. Uh, and you know, we got on Yelp, which is often a place where either yeah. people are paid to go review and or are really angry and go review. Um, so you get five stars or one stars. Uh, unfortunately, that's where the uh, the vast majority of reviews tend to be. But mm. um, uh, but those kind of places can at least give you some insight into the kind of person that you're working with and the quality of worksmanship. Because that is a good point. Um, you have to be careful that you don't get scammed. Um, so and Carl, let me let me just say that other job done for right the first time that is true <laughs> and, and carl let me just say that i think the varnished particle board on the flooring in your house looks beautiful he's bringing in a lot of dirt he said he's gonna the best quality dirt <laughs> pack it in it's good for you build your microbiome yeah yeah exactly we figure that's the way to make sure that uh, immunizations who needs them what we actually need <laughs> is Ooh. just lots of, vi- of living viruses you know so <laughs> This could be another fun podcast. (laughs) I'm not anti-vaccine. Please vaccinate your children. (laughs) Carl, you monster. (laughs) I promise it doesn't cause autism. Okay. um, Back to uh, on topic. Um, uh, Okay. Use. um, Okay. So we talked about big purchases. Um, uh, I think that, uh, yeah, it's important to make sure that, like Tim said, you're not getting marketed to and being sold something you don't need. That's why you engage with those people on your time frame um, when you are ready for those purchases. And that's, once again, doing your research will often stop you from do those you know, whimsical, yeah, sure, I can use that $2,000 um, armoire that I don't have a spot for in my house and never decided I uh, had a, a single thought about. But now that you mention it, might as well. Um, those types of purchases can be avoided. It, it was only eighteen hundred. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, yeah, Tim, you've never spent on eighteen hundred on anything. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> um, I, I was going to also say that kind of clicks something in my head. You can often find like um, uh, on Facebook your local um, yard sale, garage sale sites on Facebook. And if you're crafty, you can get yourself Ooh. a fairly cheap table and then fix it up yourself. And that's you know, a good something idea. Something like that. Combination, you know. of, combination of, yeah, using uh, re- research and your skills that you invest in yourself. Good point. Yeah. Uh, and and yeah. there are apps. Um, I use the OfferUp app all the time for, yeah. you know, just things that, oh, yeah, I don't need that new. And yeah, you find someone just needs to offload theirs and for a song and a oh, yeah. quick trip and bada bing yep, you've bu- got bu- another toaster <laughs> buy use is certainly good a good you drive that car off the lot and all of a sudden it's uh, significantly less valuable you buy that couch uh, the price is slashed in half and only depreciates from there um if you can get it used and you get a good quality one um then you know that's certainly once again worth uh, looking into so incidentally you can tap into that market to sell things too so if you are for example we recently had to upgrade our vehicle because we had another kid um needed a minivan so we sold our car on on an offer up online and and you know got some of our money back for it a lot more than we would have if we had just done traditional like trade-in 
Okay. Um, random thought also that popped in my head. Um, a few years ago, oh gosh, I don't remember how many, um, I we bought a TV with my wife and we bought an, actually a really good quality TV. And now I've been wanting a new TV because we bought a good one at the time and because of you know how technology gets better and better, I've been now wanting you're miserable. <laughs> I'm like, I've got too good of a TV. It won't die on me because <laughs> I want a new one. And my wife won't let me get one until I <laughs> dies because she's much more frugal than I am. I was going to say another way to save money <laughs> is marrying <laughs> above yourself. <laughs> but I'm like, ah, oh, I wish I had a better TV. But my TV works way too good to even justify it. So, right. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Um, okay. So uh, I, I would like to hit investing before we do um, tease off this. La the last thing we do, but after we talk investing, is we've been talking, you know, generally just ways to save money. But you know, we've got a huge listener base, and some of them are rolling in the dough. So we're going to talk. Uh, we're going to talk about how send me to, your money. How to spend your money if you are Bill Gates. So that'll be after the investment. Um, portion of the okay so investing money is certainly something and uh, is this where we have to give the uh, the disclaimer about not being like um, FCC com um, compliant uh, whatever the bank we is. aren't compliant with anyone <laughs> we don't need no compliance um, anyway we are not you're in the, the, once again the name of the pod podcast should really indicate to you the amount of of um, you know uh, money that you should invest based on our recommendations. But we're going to talk a little bit about investments now, and you take that with the uh, name of the podcast uh, under advisement, okay? So, um, so Tim, I know you love to talk about investment. You don't have – we're, we're going to cut you off because you're going to go for like ever, but you can, can, uh, you can start. All right. 20 minutes, ready, set, go. <laughs> so here, here's what you do. You uh, – um, if you're living in debt, then interest is working against you. If you can manage to get a surplus one way or another, you can make interest work for you. Probably the safest thing to do is just invest in index funds. My wife, she's not a big fan of finance, but she has um, an index fund, a Roth IRA set up through um, – through, whoa, shoot. Who is it? The, the biggest one, the original. I just lost it. Uh, anyways. <laughs> Good. Well, Vogel. Um, starts with the V. Vanguard. Okay, just continue, Whatever. Tim. Okay, sorry. I'm supposed to like be knowledgeable. No, I'm a layman. Good. I'm not. You're a sorry. layman. There you go. All right. But anyways, um, and and she just puts in a uh, has an automatic withdrawal. Um, it goes out every month into this Roth IRA, and it's invested in an index fund. The idea of an index fund is it's investing in a broad swath of the market um and that way you're insulated from you know most uh you're insulated from like the crazy stuff that happens when people drop all their money on one stock and then the stock tanks um she she's basically investing in the american economy and if you do that over a long period of time it really adds up um so that's everyone should do that even if you can't afford a lot just pull out a small amount a month um, you know, forego that little splurge, make the tough choice and, you know, put your money where it will work for you. Um, yeah. Anyways, so there's my spiel. Um, incidentally, a lot of these funds, um, the are going, um, they're going layman actually. It used to be, you could only really invest by having a broker we're going through an institution like a, a work retirement fund or that kind of thing. But uh, anymore, there are lots of there's the Robin Hood app where you can buy stocks for free. Um, BlackRock, Vanguard, uh, Fidelity, they're all pushing out and, um, you know, they're all kind of competing with each other to get more clients. And it's driving down the price of um of purchase so you can get a there's a lot of index funds you can get fee free which means you pay a certain amount and all of that goes into into actually buying stock uh, of this fund so 
there's um it's a lot easier than ever to invest your money and even you know idiot schmoes like you and me can uh can put get our money in the stock market be careful as you do there's a lot of people who will tell you how to buy stuff um you know, oh, buy this hot stock or buy that. Uh, smart thing to do if you're if you're not really knowledgeable in that area, just buy index funds and invest in the American economy. There you go. Yeah. So thanks, Tim. Um, so yeah, invest uh, invest in the stock market. Um, like Tim said, that's uh, obviously historically been uh, quite good. I had uh, some. I had a good experience with it myself um, a few years ago. Was uh, saving for uh, to buy a home and invested a sum of money and earned somewhere around nine percent back in about a year. Um, so that was uh, and you got to be smart about it. You got to do your research and and uh, but yeah, you can certainly make some money. Um, I've yeah, there's. Sorry, oh, go ahead, one, one thing to add, sorry, the uh, invest money that you don't need back in the near future. You you don't want to if you're uh, going to college soon, you don't want to take your college fund, drop it in and then because because sometimes the market turns down. But over yep. the long term, over five, 10, 20 years, it's going to be going up and, and you'll get a return on your investment. Just right. don't be investing the money you need to pay your bills. Yeah. Yeah. So. So I think what, Tim, you're trying to say is the power of compound interest is going to work with me if I continually invest in it. That's right. And if you can put the, uh, a small amount monthly in, then we guarantee you <laughs> amount of interest <laughs> annually. <laughs> Yeah, you're getting us a shady sponsor with that words there, Tim. <laughs> oh, incidentally, a great way to make money is hey, invest in a smartup, like say, learn it from a layman. <laughs> that's uh, right. Did I say smartup or startup? I think you said smartup, but you know, it's either way. <laughs> it, that's because it's such a smart startup that it has to get its own new word. The smartup. Best uh, uh, now. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, well, just kind of going on, building on what Tim said. Um, I remember in high school, um, they were telling us about the power of compound interest, and I'm not lying about it. They were saying, like, if you put 20 bucks out of every paycheck, you know, a small amount, um, you put that in, like, a 401k or an index fund, like um, Tim is saying, the power of that compound interest, by the time you retire at, like, 65, you have several million dollars waiting for you. Yeah, for sure. So saving, uh, saving money early, investing it early in life uh, can certainly pay off. Um, uh, and there are different ways to invest other than the stock market, which Tim mentioned kind of uh, is essentially you can you can invest in startups um, like us. <laughs> um, shameless self-promotion <laughs> okay. there's also a lot of um, apps that will do this for you now too like on uh, I think it's called the Acorn app um, Ooh, yeah, that's cool. every purchase that you make um, they'll round it up to the nearest dollar and invest that you know random yeah. amount of change wherever it is into things and that will you know accumulate really fast that's true. I've seen that. And yeah, that's a, a good example. So this has to be then weighed against. Now, if you're paying rent, then obviously this doesn't necessarily apply. But it, most of us either have a car payment and or a house payment. And the interest rate on those uh, probably lower than what you could make in the stock market. But to be taken into consideration, uh, we do not know the future, right? You can't predict the future, can't predict what's going to happen, despite uh, historical um, data that would suggest that uh, uh, investing in the stock market will give you such and such a return over a amount of time. Um, it will only suggest that, while the bank is going to do a little bit more than suggest that you pay <laughs> your mortgage. <laughs> Um, hey, hey, same with that guy, Vito. <laughs> he so, had a lot of suggestions. Right. Uh, so you have to take uh, into consideration what else you could use the money for that would also essentially turn um, uh, interest um, either uh, against you or, uh, well, that, that would stop the interest from being turned against you. So if you have your mortgage, if you have your car payment, and you're investing as well, um, that might work, and that might work great. Honestly, that could work better, but be advised that it also might not. Uh, if the you know go, uh, economy goes into a long recession and you're 
uh, you've got you know money worries, uh, and you could have taken the money out and and paid off uh, your car or made a big ch- chunk payment on your home. Uh, those things are certain. You know your your bank is not going to forgive your mortgage. Uh, where the stock market may or may not give you a return. So, uh, and that's why that's why you don't invest money that you're gonna need um, yeah. in the near future. Yeah, can I put in a, a little plug of warning about Bitcoin? <laughs> Tim, there are a, spon- a sponsor as well. So, uh, oh, uh, never mind. <laughs> Bitcoin is great. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> Cryptocurrency has problems. Well, we'll it, stick with it's, that. It's an interesting technology, but if you if you do a little bit of looking at like bubbles in investing and there's been you know, there's been many bubbles throughout the centuries in investing and you look at um, the the way that uh, cryptocurrency was was increasing, you know, exponentially. It's just scary to watch because you're like, man, that thing is going to crash. And uh, especially since it's not tethered to anything uh, concrete, uh, not tethered to a business that earns money any anyways yeah, just yeah. be wary be wary okay i did just notice that matt jumped on so uh matt we're gonna be wrapping up the podcast here but this isn't this is perfect for you uh, we're gonna be wrapping up now with uh the best way to spend your money if you are a billionaire so um oh, we've oh. been talking about how to spend your money in vi- financial uh, sense and advice here um but as we know, we have a huge uh, listener base that is also rolling in the dough and uh, needs to know what to do with that. So, Matt, do you have a mic and you can uh, tell us a little bit of uh, here in a minute or two what, how to best spend wicked amounts of money? By congressman. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <Yes. laughs> a time-honored tradition. <laughs> Ah, yes. Okay. So you can invest it in the political system. Uh, (laughs) um, Some people use their money to try to become congressmen, but it's far more financially sound and convenient to just purchase an existing congressman. Most of them are for sale. So, (laughs) yeah. Good point. I hadn't even considered the purchasing of a politician. It's a, it's a good option for those of you that have more money than you know what to do with. You put a couple of those congressmen on your shelf. And and go international. Buy from different countries. Get a collection. Yeah, well-placed political purchases can lead to just all kinds of increases in your wealth. And then you Hotel can deal politicians. And it, it's just a never-ending spiral of uh, corruption that you work to your advantage. That's right. <laughs> Good. Okay. So that is a, some wonderful advice for those of you rolling in dough. Um, I also recommend um, that you uh, don't uh, buy used, that you don't use coupons, that you buy name brand and um, you invest uh, instead of uh, saving. Don't save your money if you're rich, you fool. Invest it in us. Give, it, give us all of your money. We will take it all and we will make more Awesome podcasts. There you go. And make you more money. And yeah. maybe eventually buy <sighs> politician as well. So, um, <laughs> hey, I've got a, I've got one that kind of on a serious note, but <clears throat> there's something called, uh, I'm not sure the official term for it, but like micro loans or micro banking. But it's, it's the concept of, you know, you, you go to the bank, you get a loan. Um, but generally, at least in, you know, America, that's generally for a larger amount of money, you know, in, in the thousands, say. Um, but their economists have kind of um, tried out or, or posited this concept where you go to, say, a, a country with a struggling economy. Um, there, uh, credit is not nearly as readily available. But if you if you extend um, small lines of credit, say, you know, fifty dollars or one hundred dollars, you can really lubricate the economy, give people, you know, the power to. So, for example, I um, can buy some livestock and um, and, you know, start to start working my farm and, and getting income that way. And um, so I think uh, the guy who came up with this idea got a Nobel Prize for it or something. But it's a real interesting idea, a different take on charity rather than just shipping food and clothes and stuff to other parts of the world. Actually, um, you know, juicing the economy in different parts of the world and and giving people a chance to 
do what they want with, um, uh, you know, make make economical choices for their future. So if I were a billionaire, that would be something I would be interested in doing. You know, yeah. it'd be a cool way to invest your money and also um, give people in struggling economies a chance to, you know, to make choices. So get rid of foreign just, aid, just invest in the economy. Well, and and not saying to get rid of foreign aid, you know. Oh, no, no, I'm saying get rid of but... foreign aid. No, no, I'm straight up saying get rid of foreign aid. <laughs> oh, well, there we go. But but yeah, it's a it's a different way of thinking about in, investing in an economy. Yeah. So become a third world loan shark to help save the world. <laughs> that's hire, right. Hire yeah, the muscle. The guy <laughs> who told me about that was my that buddy Vito. He's uh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay and on that note we're going to wrap up this podcast so hopefully you've either learned something or ignored everything we've said um so uh hire yourself um a good uh politician uh, congressman good, exactly <laughs> politician and uh and then get them to um you know make us the national podcast and so. if if you become wealthy because of what you heard on this podcast a small tip would be appreciated. And if you don't give us a small tip, we will send Vito to your house. And <laughs> if you don't become wealthy because you followed our advice, well, you did it wrong. That's right. <laughs> we are not liable. <laughs>